everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I'm your host, April Hanna, and today we're going to be speaking to Terry Christine, who is an intuitive life coach and psychic medium specializing in clearing energy blocks. Hi, Terry. Welcome to our show. Hi, April. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and part of your show. Yes. So usually, you know, I'd like to ask people to start off and tell us, you know, what kind of got you into life coaching and being a psychic medium. And from what I understand, your journey began at about age eight. You had a pretty extraordinary experience at that time. Yeah. You know, when I was born, I was born into uh, a teenage parents. They had three children by the age of 19 and we were not triplets. And so a lot of what I experienced was a lot of lack. And, you know, we had our electric cut off quite often and, and things like that. And at the age of eight, I was always running around because back then, or as we say, back in the day, uh, our parents always told us to go outside. So my sister and I, and she was actually two years younger than me, so six and eight years old, we're running around, and we're going to cross the street uh, in an area that is pretty busy, and we didn't cross at the crosswalk. They come up over a hill, and because I wasn't right there at the light, I was hit by a car, thrown 25 feet, and then I was in a coma for 10 days. I had lacerated liver bruise, spleen, a dislocated left arm, and a jaw broken in three places, and... I, as I woke up out of that coma, my life turned into a sea of magnificent manifesting. I couldn't manifest ice out of the sky. Anything that I ever truly wanted, I received. It was so significant that you could see the difference between what I was receiving and my brother and sister and what they were receiving. But I lived life of focusing on what I wanted and not what was around me. And so as I was able to manifest pretty much anything as a kid through high school, getting things that nobody else could really get. And then uh, as I became older in my 30s, I lived in uh, a relationship that was a lot of uh, not trusting, and that was on his end. So I was in the relationship on for, with 14 years, and I did everything to live outside of myself by showing him how much I loved him and how much the kids loved him. And this ended up moving into a huge transformation. Three months before the end of the relationship, uh, after 14 years, I woke up crying like every other night. I cried, 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 and moved into the bathroom and asked God to take me. There was nothing else left that I had to give. And I all of a sudden felt as if I was floating. And then I was in the universe, stars so close, I thought I could touch them. And I could taste this dampness in my mouth. And all of a sudden, I'll never forget those words when I heard, love will come. And I thought, I knew I was speaking to God. The very next day, my whole entire life changed. I was already manifesting things into that moment, but in a very profound way now that I turned into taking classes, reading books three and four at a time, uh, reading people that most of you on this call 
I've heard of Wayne Dyer, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Doreen Virtue, and then training with the masters to where I am today. So actually getting hit by a car turned into a master manifester and then having a, a relationship that wasn't allowing me to go where I wanted to because I was living outside of myself and then catapulting me into where I am. Wow. Okay. Now I know our listeners probably want me to ask the question that when you were in that coma, did you have any type of near death experience or any recollection of anything in, I would say, you know, outside of the physical that you remember when you came back as that eight year old child? So I have to say that as one that didn't experience seeing or knowing that once I came out, I just opened my eyes and I was in a tent. My arms were uh, tied down and I had a tube down my throat. I didn't experience that part, but things that I saw outside of moving around as a kid and knowing that I could get it, it's that internal, it's what I teach now, that internal knowing that I could have and not seeing lack and not feeling what no was. I flipped everything around and lived in all of a yes. So it was something that I didn't really acknowledge as a child because I lived in that, I guess I want to call it that two-year-old or three-year-old stage where I didn't have or I didn't focus on what my parents were saying, no, 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 no. I didn't even hear it. I just focused on yes, yes, yes. And I was going to have it. And that's where a two and three-year-old lives in that mindset. So I had the experience of the, an eight, nine, 10-year-old that, you know, I'm learning and growing, I'm experiencing the world around me, but living in the mindset of a two and three-year-old that I'm free, I can do it. And so it was after I came out of the coma that I was able to experience those subtle things that as an adult, we all seem to disconnect from if you are getting what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know that you also had um, another spiritual transformation after the passing of your grandfather. Can you tell us about that story? Yes. Thank you so much. You know, I, I've had a couple of experiences that have moved me into that and that experience with my sister. Now, my sister and grandfather became very close after the passing of my grandmother, and she had been uh, transitioned for five years. And my grandfather was looking for, I want to say like a, a, something to fill that space. So he took on being the surrogate father of my sister's son. So she was a single mother and she had a two-year-old. So he would spend weekends with her. And then he woke up with some stomach ailments and needed to go to the hospital and told my sister that he was just going to take care of business, as he called it, and that he would let her know. Well, while we, he was in the hospital, he had a massive heart attack on the MRI table and died instantly. And so after that, on the anniversary of the death of my grandfather, every year my, my sister became depressed. And every year after that, it was stronger and stronger. And on that fifth anniversary, 
I thought she was going to take her own life. She was massively depressed and wanted to talk to him, begged to know if he was happy, begged to know if he was with my grandmother and if he was in pain as he transitioned. And I knew I had to be the one to help her out of it. And I didn't know what to do. So I was able to manifest someone who could talk to the afterlife. And I had no idea what a medium was at the time, but I manifested this woman at a networking event. So she had a three-way call with us. She never knew neither either one of us. And she told us things instantly about my grandfather and about what he looked like and about my uncle and a dog, things like that. And so she told my sister point blank answers to he was not in pain. He saw the light and stepped over. He wanted to be with my grandmother. And really, truly, that's what he wanted. He was happy with her and everything else was pain free. Then my sister was out of depression. Instantly, I knew that I wanted to do that. I wanted to heal people and save their life because I looked at it so profoundly as that was a way of saving my sister's life. And then that took me on another journey of being able to open up doors. And then I said, how could I be a medium? How could I talk to the non-physical and save people's lives? And then I ended up going to other avenues and training with other people and masters. And then that took me into learning how to be a medium where I do connect to the non-physical. It is a learning process. People can do it. You don't have to be born with these gifts. You, Everyone actually is born with it. But what people say is, oh, I'm a medium and I was born with it. And I've talked to deceased loved ones or dead people, technically, all my life. Yes, you can do that. Children can do that. And at the age of 12, they usually disconnect from it because then all of a sudden they're thinking they're kind of crazy or they can, they're talking to their animals and they think, oh, everybody's not doing that. So maybe I shouldn't be doing that. And usually at the age of 12, they start disconnecting from the things of being able to telepathically connect to the energy, non-physical and knowing psychic abilities, because then they think not everyone is doing it. But I had that moment that I truly wanted to save lives based on what my sister experienced and talking to the non-physical. Wow, wonderful. And I know that you identify your three strongest um, psychic abilities to be clairaudient, clairvoyant, and clairsentient. Can you explain each of those for our listeners? Because maybe some people may not even know that they have some of these uh, gifts, I guess you could call them, and it might help to hear what each is, and people might be able to relate to that within themselves. Yeah, so clairaudient is hearing, clairvoyant is seeing, and clairsentient is feeling. I teach people actually in a 12-month course to do exactly what I do. And so I clear the limiting beliefs that they took in usually before the age of seven. And so most people start with clairsentient, that 
inner guidance, what I call the GPS, that inner knowing. And so when someone will say, you know, I really feel like something's going to happen, or I really feel like I'm going to receive it, that's that clairsentient. And people will flip it and say, oh, that's a coincidence. There is no coincidence in life here. It is your inner knowing. And so then with Claire audience is hearing is that I tell people clear your mind and the chatter that's about what's what you're going to cook for dinner or what you're going to need to do as you're driving to work and what you need to do for the day. Just clear your mind and allow those thoughts to come in. You have angels and guides and all that is around you that helps and guides you and gives you answers. And when you just clear all that nonsense of what you have in your head and allow those answers to come in, they do guide you. They do give you those answers as you are moving through life. It is not a coincidence. It is a guidance that is all that is around you. Wonderful. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about, um, how you were, you really described that you are able to clear these blocks within people who come to you as clients and that you believe that these blocks are created before the age of seven between the person and their caregiver. Can you talk more about that? Yes. Thank you so much. You have excellent questions. (laughs) So when I teach people to step in other people's energy. Everything is energy. And what happens is that with our physical eye, we see a body of the physical aspects of the person. But when someone has a thought, it's like a puff of smoke that moves outside of the physical body. And then that moves into the collective consciousness. And that's where people can pick up, others can pick up the answers or the desires of someone that's asking that question or that desire. And so stepping into someone else's energy is because everything is energy. So I visualize someone as a silhouette and then I step in to their energy instantly so that I can read it with my own body. I tell people that your own body is a mechanism to read the energy. That's simply just a mechanism. So when your body feelings within those basic seven chakras, meaning that when I'm stepping into someone else's energy, instantly I focus on those seven basic chakras. So I'll feel my throat condense, or I'll feel heaviness in my chest, or I might feel anxious or almost to the point where I feel nauseous in my stomach area. So when I focus on the throat, that's communication. If my throat is condensed, that means someone is challenged with speaking their truth or they're an introvert or they're selective with speaking to others. Or if I feel heaviness in my chest, that means they, as I've stepped into their energy, have experienced some challenges or heaviness, meaning some uh, distance from love within their being. So that, um, again, that's the heart shot love. So I can feel wobbly wobbliness in the heart, meaning they were like, uh, experienced some, uh, all of a sudden, uh, something in the relationship with love, like 
uh, like something like when you uh, have the rug pulled up out of the underneath your feet, like they got caught uh, cheating or, or they caught someone cheating, something like that, where it was sudden. And that's the wobbliness. Or in the solar plexus, that if it makes me feel nauseous, that person has a lot of fear. The solar plexus is the portal of emotion. All the fear lies within that solar plexus. So when I'm feeling their energy, I can interpret what's going on in their life so that I can tell them, oh, I'm, I'm telling you I'm feeling your throat or I'm feeling your solar plexus. And based off of all my years of doing this, I've done it for over nine years, I tell people the patterns that I've seen over all of those years. And I'm, I'm so accurate. I'm 100% accurate because of what I've experienced with everyone else's patterns. And so now when I use my other abilities, my clear audience and my clear sentience, I simply just close my eyes and I said, give me a second and I'll see a full blown movie. And I'm taking it into those limiting beliefs and blocks before the age of seven, because that's the subconscious level. And so as I allow the movie to be shown in my head, I'm also using what I'm hearing. I'm hearing feeling lost and lonely or disconnected. And then I'm seeing the movie and I'm feeling it in my body. So I'm using the multiple levels of my gifts. And then I simply respond to them and I say, this is a movie that I saw. This is what I heard. This is what I felt. And then I take it to where they are today. And then because I've felt it through my body, I say, you know, you have experienced some, uh, some, a moment with, and this is an, an example, a moment with mom where you were three and she wanted to go to the grocery store and you were home and you wanted, she wanted you to take off your tutu because you were running around the house and you, as the child said, no, I'm not doing it. And you and mom had a little confrontation and mom said, take it off. She took it off and you went to the grocery store. And then as a three-year-old, you said to that self, I am never going to allow a female adult tell me what to do because I am going to live my life as I choose. And then as a 20, 30, 40 year old, you are challenged with adult female supervision or authority, such as a boss that starts telling you what to do and you can't handle it. And then you find yourself going from job to job to job with a female boss. So that's actually how I tell people, or I go back to that limiting belief that they created, meaning that female authority is not going to tell me what to do, bring it to their life today, clear that subconscious limiting belief so that they can move forward and see that it's not someone telling them what to do. It simply was allowing themselves to heal from the past. Do you see how that can transition into keeping someone from moving forward? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you are working with your clients to clear that on the subconscious level, are you doing that with them through meditation or are you coaching them in some way to have them clear it themselves or are you clearing it personally? So when I'm connecting to them, I simply tell them to take a deep breath in through their nose and out through their mouth so that they're grounding their energy. 
And then that's when I utilize all of the energy within the two of us because we're one. I have stepped into their energy. So then I am the conduit. I'm the one just simply telling them what they experienced. Most of the time people remember. And if they don't, I take it from a different angle until I can trigger those feelings. I don't have them relive it. I simply actually allow them, I tell them to clear their mind, let the thought process come in, if it's a feeling or a thought. And then I actually say energy statements because again, we are one, everybody is one, but I actually know and feel within my mechanism, which is my body, to relay the information that's in their subconscious so that they can shift it and move it out. And as I'm doing energy statements, I can feel resistance. I can feel them bubble it up, move it out. And then what happens is that the client will feel lighter or feel joy or feel excitement or could cry, which is that feeling and that shift of letting it go. Or they'll feel like subtle movements in their body, like like a movement of a slight pain in a hip or an arm, and then it goes away, meaning that that energy is blocked within the physical being. And then like if they're holding energy, like within the hips, meaning feeling not supported, the hips is the part of the body that will correspond with being supported. So if they feel that there's a slight pain in their hip and then it's gone, that energy shifted so that they can feel the energy around them and the universe is now supporting them. So that body is simply a mechanism of relaying. And I simply talk to them, communicate to them. They're just listening. They're, they may breathe or I may tell them to cough because I can feel that there may be energy or stuck energy in the chest area where the love is, or it was bubbling up and I can feel it. And I just need them to shift that energy. And by coughing, we'll move that energy out. Because remember, anything we do with our arms, our hands, our mouth, if we're breathing, is movement of energy. So if I ask them to cough, they're actually moving that stagnant energy that I can feel may be resistant. Are you with me? <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so let's just say that maybe there's people out there that would say to you, I really had a great childhood. I, I didn't, you know, experience any type of really bad physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. You know, maybe that there were some examples, like you said, about that tutu and just arguments and parenting that their parents did. But maybe they're trauma or their block or false belief came in, say, in their 20s when there was a car accident, or maybe their first heartache or heartbreak happened, um, you know, early 30s or something of that sort. Can blocks and false beliefs be created after the age of seven? Yes, they can. But I actually would like to talk about exactly what you said about having a parent that was so perfect and so connected to the child and their energy. I have had many clients come to the, me with that exact saying. And here is what has someone did, actually. She had a dad who traveled a lot. And when he came home, he spent time with as she ran down the stairs and he stopped and would get on the floor on his knees and would communicate. How was your day? What happened when I was away? Tell me about what you did and the projects you created and show them to me. 
He spent several hours with her as he connected to her because he was away. So he reconnected every time he came back from trips. And then he would do that. And then he would have his time, meaning he would pull his newspaper or connect uh, with the, the other parent, the mother or whoever. And then his time would be normally reading paper. So what happened is that she would couldn't disconnect from having more of him so that she would go under the paper and say, dad, I'm here. And he see, she'd say, honey, this is my dad's time. And she'd say, okay. And then she'd leave for 10 minutes, come back, pull the paper, dad, I'm here. So that went on most of her child life. And they had this rapport about, you know, connecting and working through those moments that she wanted more of his time. So here she is in her late twenties and she was sabotaging her relationships. And this is what she would do. So at the beginning of the relationship, it's all beautiful and they're spending lots of time and they're talking, connecting and texting to each other. And as the relationship would become comfortable, the texting wouldn't be as prominent or the interaction would be more of the end of the day or weekends. So what she started finding herself doing is starting to say, you don't love me. I can see because you're not around enough or you don't really love me enough because you're not paying attention to me enough. But what he was seeing as someone was being insecure and domineering and needy when she was a very strong woman who was in, who had a master's degree, who really had a very successful career. But what she was trying to do was recreate that sense of deep connection, that unconditional love that her father gave her that she was trying to get out of her partner. So she was actually sabotaging the relationship because she was being triggered into wanting more of that unconditional love that her father gave her. So we had to clear that false belief that she had that love with the relationship that she had, and it wasn't being disintegrated or being pulled away. She was just doing more, I want more, 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 because her father fed that into the relationship. So there we just clear that belief of what she was trying to create, but she already had. And then, yes, people can create limiting beliefs after like a lot of teenage stuff where 13, 14, that you're, let's focus on a woman that you're going from you know, being a, a child who plays with dolls and then now you want to move into makeup and then having overnight with girls and social time and then looking at boys and then your home or excuse me, your hormones shift and then you turn into a young lady. And so there is where you can take in the limiting beliefs of, you know, if, if your dad doesn't want you to turn into a young woman who still wants you to be this little girl that he so loved, and there's the limiting beliefs in where a father or a mother can subconsciously keep a child from moving into the young adult and expanding and allowing her to expand 
herself as in learning what's all around her. So all three parties, mom, dad, and child are creating those limiting beliefs and don't even know it. And then you take it into your adult life. So you see, you can create these limiting or false beliefs and don't even know it. And subconsciously you hold it. And then you say, well, I'm going to be more reserved into how I dress or how I present myself because my parents wanted me to remain this bubbly young person. And subconsciously, all of them didn't know what they were creating. So I'll always have a job. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes. Thank you for those examples. I think that that's helpful. Um, And I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about your business and what you do and how people work with you. And I know that you have a course called the Secret Power of You Master Course. And you were also talking about that 12-month course that you teach to help people enhance their intuitive abilities. Yes. Thank you, April. So if, if you or everyone listening were to go to my website, which is my name, terrychristine.com, and that's T-E-R-R-I-E, christine.com, and place your name and email address, I gift everyone Theta Stream, which is a guided meditation with Theta Sound. Now, the Theta Sound takes you to the deeper levels of the mind, so it allows you to eliminate that monkey mind or that chatter from that day-to-day life. And with that allows you to connect deeply into your own being so that you can get the answers. And then with the Secret Power of You Master Course, it is a six-week course. It is actually every module teaches you how to utilize the energy within yourself and the energy around you, and you get instant results. So I teach you how to feel the seven chakras and what they mean. And I teach you how to step into energy of someone else and what that means. And if you don't know what the seven chakras and how they expand and condense, then you won't be able to understand as you step into someone else's energy and what that means. So I take you to a very easy step-by-step process within six weeks of how to feel and understand. And so what you're already maybe experiencing and feeling, I confirm it and then take it to a deeper level within the six-week course. It's very simple and helps you understand. And then my 12-month process, my 12-month course is to teach you high-end stuff like I clear all the limiting blocks as we go and move forward. And then I teach you how to clear entities from rooms and then how to uh, take the energy around you and feel it and manipulate it, meaning all in a fun, loving manner. My course is all with truth, love, and light. And when you're feeling the non-physical and you're feeling all the energy around you, you're already vibrating at that love level. And so when you're doing that, all the energy around you is love, higher level processing, moving forward in all that love and ease and grace. And so I teach people how to determine the difference between the yucky, heavy, dense energy 
meaning maybe lower dense energies and then high vibrational energies because you're already living high vibrational because I've placed you and moved you there as you've cleared and moved away from all your limiting blocks. And then being able to shift and transform maybe the heavier dense energies that are like kind of living in that never, never land that need to move up and out or go back into that, what I call all that is, all that is, is that is around you. So I allow myself to be able to be a magnet to, for people to find every avenue to work with me. May it be one-on-one coaching. May it be my 12-month course. May it be my six-month course. I have an online course that's a live group energy clearing that's every month on the first of the month called Power Stream. Because there's no time and space with energy, people come to an online platform and I connect to all of their energy because it's all collective consciousness and I can feel them when they're in the group as they're online. And then we have a certain topic for the month that I'll clear. So for April, it's abundance. So I'll be clearing for the next 90 minutes on April 1st, every avenue and every limiting belief all around abundance. And abundance can be health and wealth, everything that's about that. So I allow myself to be that conduit so people can come to me in all those levels. Great. And it also looks like you do some cool events at this Bethesda Salt Cave in Maryland. Am I saying that town right? Yes, it's Bethesda, Maryland. So I live in an area that's just right outside of Washington, D.C. And I do, and it is so cool. It's called the Bethesda Salt Cave. And I also do one in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania called Salt Effects. And that's EFX, so Salt Effects. It's really cool. And so both of these places are their um, salt therapy. And so there's a salt room and it's Himalayan pink salt. And so salt therapy has been around for decades. And it's a process where you can breathe in salt that takes it into your lungs and processes it through your physical body. But besides that, there is Himalayan pink salt granulated on the floor. And at both locations, there's pink salt that's either a uh, natural form where in Bethesda, it's just stacked up on the walls. So it looks like you are in a cave. And then in Pennsylvania and Harrisburg, they heat the pink salt on the floor so you can crawl into it and it's all warm and lovely, but then it permeates throughout the room and it's pumped in so you can breathe it. And then she has brick pink salt that looks like it's a glowing pink wall. It's so amazing. But what the process is, is that I come in in a uh, an hour and 20 minute process in both locations and we'll set our intent, we'll expand everyone's energy, touch them within their seven chakras and I'll do energy statements and then I'll cl- clear the collective consciousness which is the strongest block of the group. And what happens is that because salt has negative ions in it and with the negative ions helps release the resistance of the physical form or your body. And with energy work, I then just kind of touch people and it's like a magic wand. Literally, I help shift them out and I, they physically feel it. They know it. They cry. They laugh. They're full of joy. They have more energy 
or they're feeling tired, it depends on their physical form of how they're shifting energy because everyone is their own individual and they'll process it how their body processes it. But once they leave that saw cave, amazing things have happened to people's lives. And it's all different. Some people have stopped smoking and I didn't really focus on that you're going to stop smoking. I just focused on perfect health or they were able to sell their homes that sat on the market for six or eight or 10 months. They were able to sell it within four days because it's all energy within holding on to a property or not wanting to let it go or wanting to let it go and focusing on the lack of not having buyers. So once I clear that give and take feeling of the energy, then they can move into what it is that they want. I've had people that feel life feels ease and grace magically, they say, because I've eliminated all of those blocks holding them back to feeling it. But then they say nothing has simply changed from that. They just feel it. But that you can experience profound shifts within the salt cave because of the negative ions within the room of the salt. And it's it's just, I, I can't tell you, there's just so much amazing things that have happened there on top of all the other things that I do. But thank you for asking that. Yeah, I'm seeing more and more uh, salt caves popping up, uh, places building like salt rooms with the Himalayan salt just seems to be something that for whatever reason is coming out more in the open and more businesses are looking to offer this to people. Yeah, well, on top of the energy work, because it is a specialty class that I do, uh, with each of the salt rooms and, and the salt therapy, you can go there and just lay in there and listen to spa-like music or uh, relaxation music, and you're breathing in that salt. So it helps with upper respiratory, skin conditions, asthma. It can help children with their um, hypertension and things like that. So it is welcome to all ages with just the, the salt therapy. And then I do that specialty class on top of that. Yeah, that sounds really great. If I ever get down to Maryland, I might have to check it out. Um, and one, one other question I just wanted to ask is that, have you ever dealt with people who wear maybe, you know, they're saying, oh, I want to go and see Terry and I just, I just want her to heal me and I want to move whatever she can move from my blocks and things of that sort. But then maybe you find them returning because on a very subconscious level, as much as they think that they're ready, that they want to heal and clear this, that maybe they're still holding on to something and therefore the healing isn't really going to stick or the issue may return because there's still work for them to do? Well, that's a combination question. Um, most of my clients, when they start with me, they'll start with maybe at the salt cave or they'll start with a one-on-one -on -one coaching and then they'll move on to various different things that I offer, maybe power stream or the 12 month course. So they want more. They're seeing how their life is shifting and changing and they want more. What happens if let's say someone buys a session, three, three sessions from me, and then I haven't seen them from a while and they come back. Blocks are like an onion. You pull one off and there's another layer. So it doesn't mean it didn't work. It's just something that's coming up and you're being triggered, maybe in a different angle or something that is very close to what I had 
cleared, but it's something else. You and all and me will always be clearing limiting beliefs because you have past past life that comes in, meaning that life prior to the life that you're living now, and you're not experiencing a trigger, but you might experience when you're 50 or even 60, and that comes up to heal. What I tell people is that if you're living life and everything's really great, and then all of a sudden you feel something like you want to say to yourself, why are they saying that to me? Or why are they doing that to me? Well, number one, they're not doing it to you. It's a moment that you're being triggered by a limiting or false belief that's deep down in your subconscious. Stop for a minute and say, how can I look that at this as being for me? And sometimes people will be in the middle of an experience, like an argument or uh, something that they don't want to receive or have. Get through it and then look back and reflect and say, okay, if I, since I've experienced this, I know I probably manifested it because I was saying I didn't want it. Because remember, if you keep saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, you're going to create it because it's the energy of what you're saying you don't want you're bringing to you. And then another way you can look at it as lack. If you're saying, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, you're going to continue to not have because you're focusing on the lack of. So it's not that what I did didn't work. It's all of the things that you're allowing yourself to say or focus on. That's why when you're working with me, I give you homework. I have you move on to positive thinking, um, and making sure that you're focusing on the what will it takes, meaning what will it take to have asking the universe to get, grant you something or give you something, and it will give it to you, but it's your full responsibility to be mindful as it's coming to you. If you're allowing things to come to you and you're not seeing it, meaning you're in your head thinking, man, I'm really thirsty, I'm working, but I'm going to continue to work on this project, and after that I'm going to get a glass of water. And then your coworker walks by and says, hey, I was just in the kitchen, I grabbed two bottles of water. You want one? You just manifested that. You have to remember that you were in your head saying, I was thirsty. So it's your responsibility to be mindful of all of that coming to you. Now, another answer to that question, because there was lots of answers, is that someone could have some drama or trauma to them when they were young. A child can take in things multiple ways with just one experience, meaning they can say to themselves, I'm never going to allow that to happen. I'm never going to see that again. I'm not going to allow someone to do that to me. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm fed up, you know, they take it in as in la, 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 meaning la, 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 as in one, two, three, four, five, I'm not, I'm going to have, I'm going to be this person. And then as they turn into 20, 30, and 40, that block is triggered. And then multiple different triggers are coming up. And that's why when an intuitive works with you, if they're really good, they will do thousands of different uh, energy statements wrapped around that that they'll say, what will it take to and move you around to release all of those blocks around that one experience? I'll say anything that keeps you from, and then I'll fill in the space wrapped around what I'm feeling as that limiting or false belief, that energetic block. 
And then I'll say, moving you into anything, keeping you from living with ease and grace, perfect wellness, you know, whatever it is, keeping you from moving into eliminating, creating, deleting across all time, space, dimensions, and reality. So what I'll do is I'll delete that energy block within their being, within their, their energy fields, permanently destroying it across their reality and time and space so that it never appears again. But if they have very strong patterns that keep them from moving past it, they can feel the resistance, they'll feel they've let it go, but patterns can place them back in it. Make sure that whoever you work with gives you homework so that you move out of your strongest patterns. So that's why I'll give homework like the what will it take statements or a mirror technique, or I'll tell them to be mindful of what they say. So I'll have them eliminate, but can't, won't, shouldn't, couldn't, and then be mindful of their words so that they can move into, yes, I can, I have, I am. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think if any of our listeners have been struggling with some blocks, Terry might be the person that you would like to reach out to um, to help with that. So would you like to just let the audience know one last time where they can find you? I know you have a, a bunch of different avenues where people can contact you through social media and your website, but go ahead and just let them know that again. Yes. Thank you so much. It's terrychristine.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-E christine.com where you can simply put your name and email and I will send you Theta Stream as a free gift, which is my guided meditation with Theta Sound. And also you can find me on Facebook and Twitter, Terry Christine, and my YouTube where weekly I do a video that's three to four minutes long that will help you on your daily uh, challenges that you may experience. I might be sending you something that you're experiencing right then and there that allows you to move into ease and grace and away from whatever you're feeling is holding you down. So thank you. It's terrychristine.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. We really enjoyed you. Um, just your stories and the work that you're doing in the world is really great. So we wish you all the best in continuing to help people to heal. Thank you, April. I'm truly grateful. And I'm grateful for everyone investing in their time to listen and be with us today. Thank you. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at thepastseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.